The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from Psalm 136, especially that refrain that runs throughout the psalm, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Maybe some of you remember the popular TV show that aired several years back called Extreme Home Makeover. Each show would start with chronicling the awful condition of the house that the family being featured currently lived in. Leaks were exposed, health hazards revealed, and accessibility issues addressed. But then, by the end of the show, a huge bus would pull up and then be told to move away. And when that bus moved, it would reveal to that family a brand new house. The family would run inside with joy. For not only was this house new, but it was custom designed just for them. The designers manifested the love they had grown to have for those family members by designing a house that was just perfect for them and their needs. Many Lutheran families, past and present, have used the words of our psalm for this evening as a conclusion to the meals they eat together. After having received the food necessary for life, they collectively stopped and gave thanks. Of course, it was Martin Luther who suggested this practice in his small catechism. It says there, after all have been fed at the table, it is to be said, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. But we don't only use that phrase after receiving physical blessings like meals. We also use it after we have been spiritually fed with our Lord's body and blood at his altar in the divine service. After the meal has been served, the pastor proclaims, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And the congregation responds, And his mercy endureth forever. This phrase obviously has been a common way of giving thanks for the people of God for a very long time. But what about if it's been around longer even than you might imagine? What if the first time this phrase was spoken was right after Adam sucked in his first breath of air back in the Garden of Eden? Imagine Adam looking around for the first time at all that God had created in those five and a half days before he came into existence. Imagine him peering around in awe at the beauty of everything that was around him. Imagine him knowing that everything he saw was created for his good. Surely he too could have said, Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Yes, it must have been for Adam like that moment when the bus pulled away to reveal the brand new home on extreme home makeover. Only much better, not only had a particular dwelling been built with him in mind, but the entire creation that surrounded him was crafted with that kind of love and care by his heavenly Father. Yes, if we are looking for examples of God's goodness and his mercy, we need not turn all the way to the New Testament or something. Page one of the scriptures will do just fine. Yes, God's goodness and his mercy was not only made evident in the giving of Jesus thousands of years after Genesis. It was there even before there was anyone to see it, to receive it, or to give thanks for it. 
God's grace-filled work of creating was the very first recorded example of God being good and merciful. He was there on those first six and a half days of creation, creating a world that would be perfect for the crown of his creation, humanity itself. In doing great wonders, in making the heavens, in spreading out the earth, in making the great lights, God was creating a place perfect for humanity. What a wickedly different picture modern science would give to us about our origins. If we are here because of evolutionary processes, well, at best, we could say that God could have had some role in setting a crazy series of mutations in order. He could have prepared for humanity by, in essence, simply setting chaos in motion. But such action would not be the evidence of a good and merciful God who cares, but rather would be evidence of a cruel and uninterested God. There would be no great reason to give thanks there would be only bewilderment at everything we find around ourselves. But thankfully, the God of the Bible reveals himself not as some sort of uninterested creator, but as a father who creates lovingly. He creates in goodness and mercy for the benefit of all humanity. God was in Edom creating a perfect home for humanity to dwell in. He created the heavens as a roof. He separated the dry land for a floor. He created all the animals and other creations as God's great work to be possessed by man. He caused herbs and fruits to grow as man's food. No, God did not create the world just for the sake of creativity, but he created it for the sake of humanity. And his fatherly creative work did not end in Eden. No, to this very day, he continues in his goodness and mercy to both create and provide all we need for our bodies and souls. In his creative work in Eden and in our lives, we see indeed how good our God is, how merciful he is. And therefore, I suppose we should not be all that surprised when God's creation had been ruined by the disobedience of that very humanity that he created everything for, he did not just close up shop and go home. Even in the face of sin, God was good and merciful, for that is who he is right down to the core. And so he promised redemption, and in his perfect time sent forth his son to restore the world back to the perfection he intended for humanity. He sent Jesus in order that once again, man and God might dwell together in a perfect place. Tonight, we are encouraged by the evidence of God's goodness and mercy that we see in creation and also that we see in his preservation of our lives each day. It grants us confidence to know that we can always go to God and speak to him. It grants us confidence that when we sin and further destroy that which God has made, that he will not put us away either. No, he is good and his mercy endureth forever. Yes, even unto you and to me in our sin. And it is in this great goodness and mercy that we trust and we hope. It is because of that mercy that we repent in this season of Lent and each day as well. For we know that our God is good and merciful, 
And so we ought run to him to repent of our sins because we know that when we get to him, we will not find more judgment and condemnation. But instead, again, we will receive his goodness and mercy. He will give to us his son Jesus and make all things well. God is our father. He created all things. He did so in goodness and mercy. Therefore, we gather tonight and give him great thanks. This is what we believe. We believe in a father created. Amen. Amen.